0: what's up y'all we back with another episode of her chronicles bad but not broken where we are busting through glass ceilings breaking barriers and shackles off our sister's feet we will not be defeated in any season let's get it let's grow it's from the pit to the palace y'all so she gonna let us know she gonna give us some the backstory on how it is from the pit to the palace so um go ahead and introduce yourself let the people know who you are
1: Well, my name is Gwen Simmons. Um, Some people call me Pastor Simmons. Um, I don't really, you know, go by titles. Um, Mm. I was preaching before I even got ordained. So um, I've been married for, what is this? My oldest daughter will be 30 this year. So it'll be 28 years married and together for 30 years. We have three girls, eleven grandchildren, and two on the way. <laughs> oh, wow. I got a big family, a
0: big yes. family. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm the oldest of twelve. You're the oldest of twelve,
1: and the shortest of all 12 <laughs> has Hadn't <laughs> always been that way, but now it is.
0: <laughs> so you're the oldest um, girl of all twelve of your yes. siblings. Yes. Well, I'm what not- is that like having such a big? What is that like what what is that like growing up with so many other siblings in the house cuz it's just me and my sister. So, what is that like like having all those siblings around you? Um,
1: well, we were we grew up really close, you know, with between my mom and dad, there's 8 of us and I'm still, you know, the oldest of the eight. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, it was like I had to you know my mom and dad had to work so we I was the you know the go-to person in the place of my mom and dad and my Mm. brothers and sisters had to say yes ma'am and no ma'am to me and they didn't like it and yeah and um my mom has there's nine of them and she's a twin so some of her sisters would bring their their kids over to our house and I would have to babysit all of them and yeah so (laughs) some of them they they you know joke around today Green used to try to whoop us when we was little and we were big
0: one <laughs> <as it was. laughs> but it, it was fun you know having a big family. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Um I, I cause I'm it's only me and my sister so <laughs> I didn't I never <laughs> know what that was like. But as being like the oldest and you said all the responsibility fell on you. Like what was that like for you?
1: For me having to you know, tell my siblings what to do and what not to do and cook and clean up and, and you know, discipline them. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess it kind of made me feel like I needed somebody to kind of come in and take charge of me because mm-hmm. I was always in charge of everything else mm-hmm. and, uh, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So... I felt like at such a young age, you know, why was I put in that position? But, you know, back then, thinking about it, going through it, I didn't really, you know, realize that that's what was happening to me, that I needed that outlet because I Mm -hmm. never really had a childhood when I, you know, kind of think about it. So, you know, I guess when I was maybe maybe 15, I, I wrote a letter to God in one of my notebooks, and I asked him, I said, God, please send me a husband that's going to take charge of my life, um, you know, tell me what to do for a change. Yeah. And, you know, when I met my husband, it was like he was the complete opposite of what I asked God for. <laughs> I was like, God, why do you do this to me? You yeah. need help. I need yeah. help
0: so what would be able to take charge because you always were the one that was in charge and then of course you you um prayed and and, and out to God for your husband, but when your husband came in, he wasn't the person, you know, that you prayed for God for. So how did how how was that for you? Like what did that feel like to be able to, you know, pray to God knowing, you know, all his promises Mm -hmm. and all all that that he provides to us. But then when you got your husband, it wasn't, you know, what you thought it would be like. What was that like? Because you've been married for for thirty years. So you you've been able to make it. So how is that? Like What was that like in the beginning for you and then still being able to stay with your husband for so long? Mm
1: -hmm. So in the beginning, it was, you know, um, it was, it was hard, you know, because he's, he's the youngest of six Mm -hmm. and I was, I'm the oldest of all 12 of us. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of hard. His mom would tell me, you got three kids. Cause back then we only had two girls. Um, our third daughter, we adopted her when she was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so his mom, was. she would be like, you have three kids, you know, um, because they, he didn't, you know, he didn't really know how to do too much of anything because everybody always did everything for him. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I kind of felt like in the beginning us staying together, that he was only there for the kids, you Mm -hmm. know, because I already had a daughter when we met and she was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, I, she was born three months early Mm -hmm. and um, we met uh, once I went back home, but she was still in the hospital because the hospital didn't have room for me. It was in Dallas and we lived in Salina and uh, my, my sister's husband at the time introduced me to him. Mm-hmm. and then another one, one of my cousins introduced me to him again the next day <laughs> <laughs> so it was like everybody was trying to introduce me to him mm-hmm. and or, or him to me cuz he would be with them and they'd be like i got somebody i'm going to introduce you to you know and um you know i was living by myself had my own house my own car job or whatever and it was just he was just this laid back quiet um, didn't, nothing ever really made him mad. Um, no matter what I did, he was like, okay, you know, <laughs> and, and that was one of the things I never really understood because, you know, I would go out and stay out all night long, come mm. home at like 5 30 in the morning, just drunk. Mm. And he, he'd be home with the girls and he'd be laying on the couch when I get home and I walk in the house, stumbling in the house. And, and I look at him, he laying on the couch. He'd just say, come here. And I go over to him. He'd tell me, lay, lay down and he'd make me lay down right in front of him on the couch and let me sleep it off. And, you know, that was one of the reasons why, you know, and this is mostly my testimony because I left him because I felt like I was, doing too much to him and he, that he didn't deserve because Mm -hmm. looking back, I was horrible. And when I look back at that person that I was, I was like, was that me? Yeah. You know, and today I'm like, and I I think about all the things that I did and I just can't fathom that that was me today, back Mm -hmm. then. And You know, and when I left him, you know, I divorced him for almost, almost five years. And I was with another woman Mm -hmm. for for that whole time. And when we did get back together, he put his head in my lap the day I went back and he just cried the whole time. He said, I was never going to leave you. Wow. No matter what I did, he said, I was never going to leave you. Wow. And it was just you know i i had to cry too and the girls was crying we was all crying yeah. <laughs> but you know that's why you know on the the cover of my book i put you know god stepped in and planted a seed cuz that seed for that day it just we've been still going ever since
0: wow so <laughs> Can you can you back up for us real quick? And you said that um, because y'all been together for thirty years, and you know you were if you felt like you know you weren't he didn't deserve the things that you were doing, and so you left and you left him to be with the woman. So can can you go back there really quick and and tell us like. How was that? How were you able to 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 come out of that? To be able to go back to him and still survive so many years after, and still have a you know a, a thriving, um, loving marriage? Like, what is that like for for someone that is going through you know that same situation, or um, if if you're listening, someone that is is you're you're trying to figure your way out, and, and maybe you left and and you don't know you know what you should do or, or which way you should go um so kind of kind of explain like how that how you were able when you went to that place and you know you went back to that situation and then you, you were able to come out of it and still have a sustainable thriving marriage mhm and
1: you know w- when i left um it was it was it was really hard on him, you know, when I left and, um, you know, one of my brothers was living with us when I left and he blamed it on himself for me leaving. And, you know, I just, I had to tell him, you know, one day at church, we all, you know, everybody was kind of giving their testimony and, you know, once me and David got back together, um, and my brother got up there and he just broke down because he felt like it was his fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, we had to tell him, no, and i had to tell him it wasn't your fault mm-hmm. um but you know leaving him and going and being with another one, with a woman and then going back the the way and if it hadn't been for my pastor my pastor um is married to my sister my mm-hmm. my sister below me um if it hadn't been for them you know, we were able to call them and talk to them and, and, you know, get um, advice from them, spiritual advice, you Mm -hmm. know, and I don't know, there's, there's, there was just something about my husband that, you know, I've never seen in anybody else, Mm -hmm. and people that I talk to today, you know, all the time, they're like, well, I'm not David, so... (laughs) <laughs> you know when I tell him what we went through, and they will be like, Mm-mm, "I can't do that." Yeah, um, because he was just, you know, he was just this different type of person. You know, the anointing is is on him, and he he doesn't even preach at church or anything like that. But when he gets up, to, whenever somebody asks him to speak. Mm-hmm. And he gets up there. I mean, all ears are, are wide open because he doesn't talk. He didn't. And when he does talk, it's like everybody's listening. Yeah. So for me, I believe it was the God in him that drew me back to where I needed to be and to where I was supposed to be. You know, because he said whenever I first left him, he said he hated me for about two years. And he he couldn't talk to me. He couldn't see me. You know, we, we always, you know, the kids, every, every weekend, he always came and picked up the kids, but he couldn't see me. Mm. So even if we talked on the phone, we would end up arguing. But going back, I believe that it took, because the man is the head of the house. Mm. The, the man, the husband is the prophet, professor, and priest of the home. And I believe that it was, you know, that anointing on him that within me, I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can, I can make it Mm -hmm. no matter how hard it is. And even when I first went back to him, I didn't stay there. I would go back to her, back to him, back to her, back to him. Mm -hmm. But he always received me back like i've never left mm. and i don't know it was just a it was just a god thing mm-hmm. you know it, it had to be god that you know when the word says what god has joined together let no man put asunder mm-hmm. i believe that our marriage is that type of marriage mm-hmm. because no matter what we've been through we're still here yeah you know that that song that says um um what, I'm still here. That that old old school song. I'm still here. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, that that song really ministers to me because no matter what we've been through, the 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 the, the trials, the tribulations, whatever, we're still here. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have people coming and talk to us about their relationships and and you know how to um you know how what should I do about this or what should I do about that, but. To answer your question, it, it only took God. It, it had to be God because it wasn't me because I still made mistakes.
0: Yeah. Even
1: after we got back together, I, I, I couldn't just let go immediately. You know, I God had, had to, it's like he had to transition me back to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's not even, you know, nothing is going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. So, I mean, and I had to forgive myself. I went through a lot of years of unforgiveness for myself. And forgiving myself was a major, major thing because I always, I would look back at the things I did and I would, you know, look at how I hurt my children, how I hurt my husband, how I hurt my family, how I hurt the other woman, her children, the grandchildren, you know, and I, I blamed that on myself. I blamed everything on myself because I was the one that left, and I was the one that went where I went. Mm-hmm. And that was a, uh, you know, that was a long road of, you know, forgiving myself. Mm. Yeah, but it was just God. How how
0: would how do you forgive how how do you forgive yourself after? you know, when if it's a you're dealing with the situation where there's like you you left your husband or your spouse or whatever and you you know, you're going back and you feel this this sense of, of um I guess you could say like um unforgiveness, you know, for yourself. Like how are you able to forgive yourself and, and to be able to because God forgave you so it's like now I have to forgive myself but yeah. How do you forgive yourself? Like, what what, can you give us some some tips or or how to be able to forgive yourself for something that, you know, you may have done? Maybe it's not, you know, you were in a relationship. Maybe you've done something and you feel like, you know, you just can't forgive yourself because it just it was so wrong. So how are you able to forgive yourself?
1: Because there's a scripture in the Bible that says if you do not forgive others, God cannot forgive you. It didn't say he will not. It didn't say he, he wouldn't. It says he cannot forgive you. So I'm a somebody. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person. Mm-hmm. If I don't forgive myself, how can God forgive me for having unforgiveness for me? Mm-hmm. Just like if I had unforgiveness for somebody else and he can't forgive me for not forgiving somebody else, it's the same way with me. If I can't forgive me, he cannot forgive me so that's what helped me uh forgive myself mm-hmm. and you know even sometimes you know even today it's it's when when you've been through so much in your lifetime the enemy is always going to try to bring that same thing up again the mm-hmm. the thing that 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 like reeled you in before he going to say, Oh, I'm, I'm going to try this again. I'm, I'm, I'm one more time. I'm going to try one more time. He's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So that unforgiveness, that, that relationship that was not godly, that, you know, whatever it is that God doesn't want you doing, the enemy is going to always try to bring him right back up, bring him right back up. And so I had to just remember, you know, if I can't forgive me, God can't forgive me. And I have to always remind myself of that. And the Bible says your words have power. Mm-hmm. And uh, Proverbs 18 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those mm-hmm. that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And in my mouth, if I if I keep saying, you know, I'm just, I can't forgive myself. Oh my God, yeah. I did this, I did that. Why did I do this? Or why did I do that? If I keep doing that, those words are going to start manifesting yeah. in my life. And then Evil is gonna start manifesting. The things you used to do gonna start manifesting. So what I do is I just you know, and our pastor teaches us that. Apostle Roberts, he teaches us your words have power. Mm -hmm. The word teaches us that. And if you speak negative of yourself, Mm -hmm. that negativity is gonna start. Your money gonna be negative. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> your job gonna be negative. Yeah. Your relationship gonna be negative. Yeah. Your relationship with your children gonna be negative. Yep. With, with your 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 parents, your siblings, when you got negativity coming out your mouth, it's not just gonna be in one area. Mm-hmm. The enemy gonna find everything he can to make them words manifest in your life. He gonna yep. and, and the angels gonna be trying to help you and. They're gonna look at God and like we can't do nothing. She spoke it. The devil just running with it. Yeah. So that's when I had to remember, you know what? I need to reverse them words. And I just speak that um I repent of every sin I've committed, known and unknown. I agree with the adversary while I am yet in the way with him. Mm. Lord, forgive me for all my sins, and thank you for your forgiveness through your Son Jesus Christ and His shed blood on the cross at Calvary, mm-hmm. and His death, burial, and resurrection. Man, I I speak that almost every night. Mm. I wake up speaking it in my sleep. You know, I'll, I'll I'll be asleep and something just comes over me, and I wake up, and I just I just start speaking that. Mm. I repent of whatever is trying to trying to attack me, Lord just help me in, in whatever it is that's going on, you know, and it's, it's not an easy road, mm-hmm. you know, some people think that, you know, life is supposed to be easy, mm-hmm. but even the word says that, you know, you're going to suffer persecution for the word's sake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that persecution, you know, because I, I, I got saved when I was nine, nine years mm-hmm. old. Mm -hmm. there was a a missionary at our church and um, she told me that I was going to be a missionary when I was nine. And so I was like, I had no idea what that meant back then. You know, I kind of did, but you know, because we were always in church. And um, so when I was 15, I got filled with the Holy spirit. And so we were on our way back home and I was in the very, very back of the car. We had a station wagon because it was eight of us kids. And I was yeah. <laughs> the one in the very, very back so everybody else could have room. And um, so I asked my daddy, I said, daddy, I said, so since I got filled with the Holy Spirit, does that mean if I die, I'm going to go to heaven? He said, yes. So, you know, holiness, Pentecostal, that's what we believed back then. You, can't not, you cannot go to heaven if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so all the way home, I was saying to myself, Lord, please let me die. Please let me die tonight. Please let me die tonight. (laughs) At 15. So something in in me knew that, man, that road was going to be woo, woo. And it was. But God didn't let me die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here to tell somebody something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because that's what my shirt says. It says, "Speak life." It, it, the the I'm verse and everything. <laughs> the exact thing. That's All funny. Right. That's what I said That's funny that you said that. I got the shirt yes. on because you have to speak life into yourself. Yes. Like life lies in the power life and death right. lies in the power of the tongue and you have yep. to be ready to receive what you right. say regardless if it's positive if it's negative if yes. you say it it's coming to you like right. you're you speaking it and you mm-hmm. making it happen in your life and a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people don't realize that i didn't realize that for a long right. time so you Mm-mm. yeah Yeah. it's 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 true that verse is true the i mean it's it's in the bible like that's the law to me and it says that so it's like if it says that in the word then that's what it is so you get happy when you start speaking life and when you start speaking over yourself and speaking positivity over yourself things start to change like you could sit and say if you want, if you want to be a millionaire you speak that in your mind because then the neurotransmitters in your mind begin to shift and right, then right. you start speaking that out of your mouth and then your your reality begins to change and and, and then you start believing it cuz you say it and then you start believing it and then it just comes into fruition for you so right it's so it's so important to speak life over yourself even in the yes. midst of the negative even in the midst of the storms you gotta speak mm-hmm. life over yourself i am when you say i am you join god says and, i am. so when you say i am you joining with god and if if god said then that's all that is mm-hmm. that's, right. that's all there is to it yes, um, yeah um so thank thank you for 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 bringing that up cuz that mm-hmm. that's really important. I uh, that's all yeah. I've been saying. is you guys <laughs> see live man? Yeah. 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 It is so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what um so I you said you got uh you were ordained you you were uh you said you got ordained at
1: 9. No, I got saved when I was 9. At, okay, you got saved at 9. Mm-hmm. And then but, when I was fifteen is when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when whenever you start speaking in tongues, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the Pentecostals back then, they used to believe that if you didn't speak in tongues, then you're not gonna go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But you know, over the years studying the word, that's not what the word says. Mm-hmm. But back then we believed that if you wouldn't wasn't speaking in tongues, you wouldn't go to heaven. So, you know, that's why I was all the way home, Lord, please let me die,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does it? How does it? How does it feel to you know be able to to? No, you overcame that like what does it feel like now so looking back and seeing where you were you know you were the oldest and you felt like um because you were the oldest child of the the children and you had to be the one that was always in charge and you wanted someone to come in and take charge Mm -hmm. and then because you know that's not you didn't get what you prayed right. about, but you stayed, you know, for the thirty years, and now you where you are. You know, you, the pastor in the church, and that's that's really huge. So, mm-hmm. like looking back over all that, like how does that feel to know you overcame that? Cause that's like a valley, that's like a pit, that's like being in the, in the, in a low place, or coming mm-hmm. from that to to this. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how how does that feel?
1: It feels good, you know, and. <laughs> You know, looking back over all the things that I've been through, the things that I've done, you know, um, sometimes when I'm, you know, just sitting around thinking about it, I just start crying because I'm Mm -hmm. like, man, look at where God brought me from, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: from, you know, I've had, you know, guns pulled on me over a man, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, people trying to threaten to run me over and kill me and, and, mm. you know, just a lot of things in my life. And, and, you know, you know, I went through about of depression trying to, you know, commit suicide. And, you know, I have, you know, the marks still on my arms because mm-hmm. it was like, God said, I'm not going to let you forget this. So you will never do that again. Mm-hmm. And they never went away. And so it's, 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 it's kind of overwhelming sometimes when I think about it, and you know, I, I start tearing up when I think about it. You know, how how far God has brought me, and and the the past compared to my present, compared mm-hmm. to what my future looks like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow. And it just you know, even even my children, you know, they look at me sometimes and they're like, "Man, Mama, you." you just not the same no more, you know? <laughs> and it's, 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 it's a good feeling, you know, to know that that's the type of God that we serve. Mm-hmm. That he, he's, he will never leave you. Mm. He'll never forsake you. Yeah. He'll never tell you, get out of my face. He'll never say, stop talking to me. He'll never say, I don't want to hear you no more. You said that yesterday. yesterday is in the tomb
0: Yeah,
1: and God said and and that's that's one of the things that I always remember my husband saying to me because I would always ask him why are you with me why are you still with me after everything I've done to you and he said what I would do is from one day to the next I can't go back and change yesterday Mm. so I have to forgive you for yesterday Mm. today is a brand new day so it's like what the word says. There's new mercies every morning. Mm-hmm. So that's how he put me in his life. With me, it had to be new mercies every day because mm-hmm. I was, excuse my French, hell on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> no, you- and it was like he he just in order for him to overcome. And be there for me when I needed him. Mm -hmm. He had to put God in that place where he needed me to be. Mm -hmm. And every day, he said he just had to forgive me. Every day. And the word says whenever um, the disciples was asking Jesus, so we we supposed to forgive them seven times a day? Jesus said Mm no. Mm Seventy times Mm -hmm. seven. Yeah. (laughs) That is... Four hundred and ninety times a day. Mm-hmm. Who sins that much <laughs> in a day? <laughs> yeah. And that's how, how many times we supposed to forgive each other. Yeah. That's how many times that's how much we're supposed to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Four hundred and ninety times in a day. I don't care if you don't even know them people. You might see somebody on TV that say something that strike you the wrong way or that hits you know. You still got to forgive them people because Mm -hmm. if you're holding a grudge against them in your heart, they don't even know you're holding a grudge because you you don't even know them. Mm -hmm. That's unforgiveness in your heart. For what? Mm -hmm. So you have to forgive daily on a daily basis. And uh, I think it was Paul that said um, he buffets himself daily. Mm -hmm. You got to go before God daily and say, Lord, I repent daily. On a daily basis, no matter if you feel like you haven't done nothing wrong, you might have thought something wrong. You might have yeah. thought something bad about somebody. You might have said, "Ooh, she ugly," or "Ooh, she why she got them clothes on? Ooh, why, <laughs> why he why looking at me like that? Are you sitting in the house with your husband like, Ooh, I wish she shut up. Ooh, I wish she stopped talking to me. Why he? I, you know, anything. Uh-huh. So just repent daily. Yeah, for whatever you thought, whatever you might have done. Yeah, just repent daily, and that's that's I believe that's how. I'm here today because my husband, the Bible says in Ephesians, I, yeah, I think Ephesians or 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians um, 11, where it says, a husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church yes. and gave himself for her. That's that's one of my favorite scriptures because I, I believe that's how my husband has been in my life. Mm-hmm. He loved me like Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. And Whenever people talk about our, our relationship today, you know, I had, um, I think it was last year, uh, during Father's Day, because his birthday is in June, like around Father's Day, and I had all of the, you know, anybody that wanted to or had something to say for him, it, you know, for my husband,
0: mm-hmm.
1: man... The whole church was in tears the whole time because everybody that got up there cried. Uncle David is this, Uncle David is that. He did this for me. And he showed <laughs> me how to be a husband to my wife. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> you know, the, I mean, every person that went up there cried whenever wow. they were reading their little thing for him. Yeah. And it's just you know, it, it it wasn't even me. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was it was the God in him yeah that's why i am where i am today and Mm -hmm. we need more men like that and Mm -hmm. he's not perfect we have not had a perfect marriage Mm -hmm. even when we got back together it has not always been perfect we've had our little arguments and uh my apostle calls it an intense fellowship you know but we always come back together and say forgive me i'm sorry you know Mm -hmm. I, i didn't mean to say that i'm sorry and then it's like it never happened you know, and, but with me, sometimes I can bring up something that happened three years ago. He'd be like, "Why are you bringing that old up?" <laughs> yeah. And then I then I have to step back and, and think, "Why am I bringing this up?" I like, was, <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and um, uh, you know, a lot of people say it should have been him writing the book instead of me. And but he's he's quiet. He you know. Whenever we were doing our our prison ministry and when they they would call on him to get up and speak, I mean, the whole place would be just like in awe because they couldn't fathom how somebody could still be with a person like me. Mm -hmm. And that's like Jesus. How could he give his life for somebody like me? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. All the sin I've committed, all the stuff I've done, it says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Yep. Wow. I appreciate you. So what is, what is the name of your book?
1: It's called Sorrowed to Repentance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got the name from the scripture, uh, first Corinthians seven and nine, where it says you were sorrowed to repentance because I was always sorry. I always tell my God, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, and then repenting for what I didn't go right back and do the same thing. And, and <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so whenever I needed a title for the book, um, God just, he just led me to that scripture, sorrow to repentance. And I I wasn't even thinking about writing a book. We were living in, um, Grand Prairie and Mm -hmm. it was a Tuesday Mm -hmm. and on heaven 97, uh, Robert Ashley, they did the testimony Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I was on my way to work and I was driving. So I called in and I got through and I gave my testimony, you know, uh, you know, what we went through. And so, Uh, Robert Ashley was like you know what I want you to hold on he said don't hang up so um, he said I want you and your husband to come in to the studio and I we're gonna do a show Mm -hmm. so we went into the studio we did a few shows and it was Robert Ashley that suggested that I write a book he said because you have a testimony that the world needs to know about Mm -hmm. and and so I did, and that was I think 2005, and I finished the book in 2010. It took me five years to write it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was it was interesting writing it because at certain points in the book, you know, in in certain areas of my life, I would I had to stop writing because I had to start praying for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. for me to forgive the people that hurt me mm-hmm. that i was writing about so there were several times that i had to put the book down
0: mm-hmm.
1: pray and let god bring me back to where i needed to be mm-hmm. and forgive because i ha- I still had a lot of unforgiveness back then and i i, re- I didn't know it until i started writing that book mm. and so once i got it finished um I sent uh, Robert Ashley a copy Mm -hmm. and he was like, wow, I didn't think you would do it. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I did it. (laughs) Yeah. So there's been so many books that God has given me to write, but that's the only one that I've I've written so far and I've been disobedient in not writing the other ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how can we find your book? Where do we find your book at?
1: Amazon books and um Mm. uh kindle um okay there's just really amazon